This is Painting on Glass, the Marcus Sozel podcast in English language. Listen to the stories and reflections of a singer-songwriter and author. Hold on, take me back. Hold on, take me back. It's like painting on glass. Leave a note on your door. Tell me what you're looking for. It's like painting on glass. This is episode 23, Border Patrol. Leave another sign for me to find behind So I might be able to find you Show it with a trace of a smile and the love This might be something Border Patrol, a short story by Markus Zosel, read by the author. It all changes the moment you leave the inside of the car and step outside. Almost like leaving a cocoon that brought you safely here to this place, along with forgetting that the outside might be totally different compared to traveling inside that well-tempered vehicle that took care of you for almost an hour gone by. It all begins with this step outside, and you've only arrived before being outside that cocoon for quite a while. That February day, a cold wind came from the east, and it felt like a knife to try to cut the skin off your face. Like needles that successfully try to get inside the unprotected flesh, that felt frozen before a smile seemed to be possible. And he turned away from the east, looking westbound, where he had come from. Castle Hanstein stood proudly erected in this wind on the top of the ridge he had parked his car on. The castle had been standing there for years and would remain as well-mannered ruin for centuries to come. He He was sure about that. And these old stones seemed to manage the chill of the wind in such a stressless way, the way they always did, not taking action, just remaining there. The wind blew a bit harder, and he used the hood of his coat for shelter. All the trees on this ridge were gone for whatever reasons. 
And this way, the wind was able to tranquilize the wanderer's mind or, in the worst case, stop his ambitions to walk this place that very day. But he did not succumb and closed the door of the car before he locked it. He could spot that the path was leading into a bend that was lined by many elder trees. They promised shelter from the chilly wind, and he passionately walked on to get there before his face felt totally frozen. By the time he made it, he found his expectations coming true, because the speed of the wind lowered, and it became quite comfortable to rest there for a second and take a deep breath. You can't really breathe in cold wind, and that tires you before you really even have begun walking the track you chose to follow that day. But not only the temperature he felt seemed to change, but also the consistency of the path or the track he stood upon. It changed from white gravel into some sort of stone that did not cover all the path. Like a steel railway track, there were just two rows of flat stones on the ground, leading exactly parallel to each other, always in the same direction. Like following each other. One not wanting to lose the other. Lovely and dreadful, but strange to walk on, because these stones also had a lot of holes which had penetrated them. It was clear to everyone that these stones were not of natural heritage, but man-made of some sort of concrete material that lost all its freshness of color and seemed to crackle by looking a bit closer while stepping on them. He felt good with nothing to complain about because the wind only sang the spruce trees along the old borderline and the track of the border patrols of those days. And these trees had all grown tall, because now they simply have had the chance to grow naturally. For years they had been cut back to see what happened around this track, but now freedom was given to them. The freedom to grow as high as they intended to, only stopped by some thunderstorm or rough wind that unexpectedly stops the longing for freedom that is to be found in every tree in the world. The path led a little uphill, and his body became warm because of the action, and he even went a bit faster to turn on his body heating underneath his warm functional clothes that he had always suited him very well, even in the worst of all weather conditions he had ever faced. As he reached the top of the ridge, walking felt easily and soothing. The cold air now felt refreshing, and the chill seemed to be somewhere else, not with him at that moment. And while smiling a bit to himself, And sighing in joy at overcoming all the trembling of his first steps, he almost oversaw the person sitting on the bench in the cold while looking westward. I heard you before I could see you, the stranger said. 
Oh, indeed. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And the stranger took a deep breath. He was also somewhat strange to look at, because he had to wonder how he managed to sit on this bench in that cold, so relaxed. We must not forget that it was February, one of the coldest months of the year, and the temperature was below freezing. He wore a long green coat that might have kept him warm for quite a while, but his cheeks had turned red. You got something to drink? he asked. No, sir, Martin answered, and now it was clear that alcohol was the reason for that color. All of mine is gone. I finished it some time ago. Isn't it cold sitting there like this for such a long time? And he got to freezing all again because the man on this cold concrete of the bench. We used to be here much longer than this in days gone by, you know. So you worked here? Yes, I did. And now something like a slight smile went through his reddish face and he turned around. The day they opened this border, I was 30 years of age. You, you'd been a soldier? Until the day this border fell, yes. And I lost all purpose after it had gone. Well, some lost their lives while trying to cross that line. A lot of us lost their purpose in life after this thing was ordered to vanish and not to separate one country from another anymore. Suicide? Some of them. And heaven knows why. I don't. I'm sorry for that. You don't have to. What's your name? Martin. Hans. And he rose his right hand to shake his. You should have been happy. We tried to. But we were brought up quite differently. Get that point? Sure. And we became silent as he looked westward. Again and I followed his line of vision. As a border patrol, you had to save your home, your parents, your wife. And your children? From what? Enemies. That spoke the same language? And lived within a totally different political and social system. Well, they offered freedom. What is freedom? You can go wherever you want to. Where do you want to go when all the purpose has been taken away from you? It looks like there's no place you can go. Right. And he, again, took a deep breath of the cold, wintry air and mist was coming out of his mouth as the warm air left his body again. I tried to assimilate. Many of us tried to taste the freedom you mentioned, but they also took away the taste. But what taste? Of our separate lives. Why is that? I don't get that point right now. Home. It's the taste of the food and the drinks you always had when being young. Those brands also vanished from the markets shortly after they erased that border. There had been almost no chance to get that taste again. See that?
I never thought about that. There are some products that still have the old names, but they change the taste. All right. Even the cigarette you smoked when being a teenager and growing up the old socialistic way, they taste different now and not like home anymore. That's bad. There was nothing to be added to Hans' words. Martin did not comprehend anything because it was so far from his own frame of mind according to the notion of the word home. Would you like to come along a few steps? I gotta go this way, that direction too. So you came from the village, you see close to the river downhill. And he nodded as he rose up to follow Martin on his way. The hillside seemed to be very steep and he suddenly had a lot of respect for the stranger who managed to come all the way up here to sit that relaxed in the cold. When being on duty there was a lot more walking up here, believe me. Here up here, quite often, almost every day. Because that is what I used to do before they tore down my job. Martin stood still for a moment and looked at Hans. You still love that place, do you? Might be. And he sighed while trying to smile. They walked on and the wind began to blow a little harder again. But still, the chill did not seem to hurt anymore. Martin wondered about that, but he saw Hans smiling. And somehow they got accustomed to it. It was the only possible way for him. Do you hear what? The way the wind sings in the trees above. I do. And then he started listening more closely, and a soft murmur seemed to come from above their heads and his ears. That's a sound I heard for so many a night way back then, mostly on the night shift, when all the sounds down in the valley silenced for nighttime. Gorgeous, isn't it? It is. But should have been different because trees were much smaller than today. Not at all, believe me. And he looked around as if being in some long-forgotten dream or promise that had come true that very moment. Martin remained silent because words didn't seem to fit. He left Hans in some nostalgic or romantic picture, scene or acoustic image of the past. No matter how real or unreal that would be, it was right for him that moment. That was enough. I was 40 when they opened the gates. 66 years now. Martin made a gesture of interest to his companion. That's right. My commander had been a real father figure to me in those times. I was the one to get his position only a few years ahead when he was to be retired. It all disappeared through the open border gates 25 years ago. I guess the wind took it all along. Who knows? Have you seen him recently? He died a couple of years ago. He was drinking hard. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. It's not your fault, and you know that. I know, but it really makes me kind of sad. For a moment, Hans stood still again. 
He looked down into the valley where the river was meandering in a quiet and peaceful way, the way it had always done, though in those days it had belonged to the border and was cancelled no man's land. Travelers, most of us did not seem to fit into this new situation, so most of us faded away one way or the other. It's as simple as that. The way you grow up, the way you live, we had a job. We had to keep the peace. We had to walk the border. And you had to shoot people who wanted to cross that damn thing. Right. But none of us shot easily. Trying to miss a person in full speed can be easy. But it also might hit by accident. Well, I don't know. Believe me. I don't know either. Got that? Good. He raised his hand, and Martin raised his hand by reflex. He wanted to say goodbye and pointed his finger to a path that led downhill from this ridge. It was nice talking to you. Nice to have met you. What's your profession? Writing. You might write something about this. Maybe. That's good. And he turned away from Martin and went down the path quickly and disappeared into the bushes and underneath the tall trees with soft and gentle steps and was soon to be seen no more. Only the wind kept on murmuring in the treetops as he slowly walked back to his car. Border Patrol, a short story by Marcus Sozel, read by the author. It was taken from the collection of short stories, Cut Flowers. Let the sun shine on through, it's all you need to do, when painting on glass. Lay down what you hope to find. All the things you left behind That's painting on Watch out for this and let me thank you for listening and your personal interest. You will find all of my music on major streaming and download platforms on the internet. And all of my books on Amazon.com. Look out for them under my name and you will find all of them. We'll meet here in a few episodes to come, if you want to. Ain't
<laughs> oh, that's great. That's wonderful.